Hello, everyone. I'm very excited to, to uh, with my new guest here on Rashid's World. Uh, it's Bob Roth. And um, I would like to uh, you to briefly introduce yourself, and then I will have a lot to think, it's a lot of things to say about you as well. But how would you um, introduce yourself to our audience here? Uh, my name is Bob Roth. I'm the CEO of a nonprofit organization called the David Lynch, Found Lynch Foundation, which has brought transcendental meditation for free to over a million inner city school kids in uh, crime-ridden neighborhoods and war-torn communities, veterans, police, firefighters, frontline healthcare workers, women survivors of domestic violence, and just regular folk like the rest of us. And I've been teaching this meditation for over 50 years. Yeah, I was impressed by that, over 50 years. So, so yeah. you know what you're talking about, for <laughs> sure. Well, we hope we hope I have some semblance of something. <laughs> That's wonderful. You also have a couple of books, and uh, you have uh, "Strength in Stillness: The Power of Transcendental Meditation." Uh, that's it's your book. You've also written on the Maharishi uh, Mahesh Yogi, uh, who's uh, uh, those who are Beatles fans, of course, know who we're talking about, and uh, just uh, such a, such amazing life, I would say, and such amazing experiences that you've had. You've also worked with various celebrities, which uh, I find fascinating as well, and uh, you again. And uh, the, the move towards uh, helping uh, here underserved uh, schools in 35 countries, if my information is correct, that's, that's yes. amazing. Um, you also work with uh, uh, um, PTSD and military vets, and that is something, again, that is, that is uh, crucial, that is really necessary in, in, in today's society, as well as uh, survivors of domestic violence and all that. And um, the thing is also, and what we want to talk about is transcendental meditation, and it works. And so I want to dive into that as someone who has not practiced it, but who's uh, who loves reading about it, and the results are crystal clear. So um, let's let's get started here on our conversation. So first, what is it? What is transcendental meditation? And uh, you gave the I watched the video gave the ocean analogy. I just love that. So let's let's share it for our audience. What is it? And then uh, we'll talk about the benefits as well. Okay, so what it is, a simple definition, then I can elaborate. It's a simple, natural, effortless technique. Simple means incredibly, it means incredibly simple, not complicated. Natural means we're all equally hardwired as human beings to practice it. This is not an acquired skill. Everyone and anyone can do it, and it's effortless. Many meditations involve some concentration or control of the mind, trying to clear the mind of thoughts, can be difficult or frustrating at best. This is completely effortless. It's you. It's like teaching a child how to dive. You take the correct angle, and then gravity takes over. Um, it's this practice for comment on that. With uh, when I tried meditation, that was frustrating for me. Is the uh, what you call the focused attention, and yeah. I, I did not enjoy it. It was not enjoyable. I was worried constantly if I was doing it right, and you're told not to worry about that, but then you're supposed to do it a certain way, so then there's this conflict and this paradox as well. So um, that sounds great. Something that is, again, simple and it feels natural and does not feel like an effort, like a chore that one has to do. Like no, exercise, the principle right? here is that it's everyone's birthright to be able to have the benefits of meditation, mm -hmm. which we'll talk about in a moment. But it's not should only be for some people who have great powers of concentration. We teach 10-year-old children who've never heard of, of meditation. And as I said, in inner city schools, we teach uh, podcast hosts. We teach um, 
you know, professors of physics, everyone can do it equally well as everyone else by virtue of being human. It's done 15 to 20 minutes twice a day, sitting comfortably in a chair. There's not any particular posture that's needed. Um, during that 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, your body gains a state of rest, according to research at Harvard Medical School, uh, twice as deep as the deepest part of deep sleep. Which is While amazing. your mind settles down to a state, according to uh, brain research, um, a state of restful alertness called alpha one. What it's not, Raj, is it's not, it's not a religion, it's not a philosophy, it's not a change in lifestyle. I am a skeptical person by nature. You know, I, I'm not a cynic because I'd never get out of bed, but I like, you know, I like <clears throat> big ideas, but I like them to be rooted in something. Mm -hmm. And so um, this, you could be 100% skeptical and the technique will work just as well as if you believe in the whole thing. So for those reasons, it was a perfect fit for me. It's simple, it's natural, it's effortless, and I don't have to believe in it. And it has documented effects. Mm -hmm. So that's the basic. I can mm -hmm. go into more using the analogy that you were talking about, mm -hmm. if you would like. Yeah, perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it. So I, I like to use the analogy. Uh, sometimes people say, well, how is TM, transcendental meditation, different from other forms of meditation? Mm -hmm. And I like to use the analogy of a cross section of an ocean where you have choppy waves on the surface, sometimes tsunami-esque waves on the surface, but there's a vertical dimension to the ocean and it's the ocean is pretty darn quiet at its depth. And so analogous to the mind, the surface of the mind is those waves is like the active thinking mind. Some people call it the monkey mind. It's all over the place. Mm -hmm. I call it the gotta, 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 gotta mind. Mm -hmm. I gotta do this and I gotta do that. And I gotta call him and I gotta call her and I gotta make God, all the goddess. <laughs> and so it's a natural human desire to say, I like some inner calm, some inner equanimity, some inner connectedness, some inner strength, some inner power, some inner creativity. And the operative word there is inner. And the question is, is there such a thing as an inner? And if so, how do we get there? And so in transcendental meditation, we hypothesize, we recognize or we hypothesize, as I said, there's a vertical dimension to the mind. We have an intuition, which is a quieter level of the mind. And the hypothesis is even deeper than that. Right now, for you and me and every human being on earth, there's a level where the mind deep within is already quiet and settled and peaceful and alert. It's not something we have to believe in. It's not something we have to visualize. It's not something we strain for. It's just like as I use the analogy, you take take the correct angle and then just automatically, effortlessly settle within. Other forms of meditation, focused attention, that's a concentration form of meditation like Zazen. That's where you're trying to stop waves, stop the mind from thinking. Very difficult. Or open monitoring, many types of mindfulness meditation where you observe your thoughts. Mm -hmm. TM has nothing to do with controlling the thoughts or observing thoughts. It's diving within to the source of thought. And the data on TM compared to other forms of meditation makes it very clear they're entirely different practices. Yeah, one analogy that comes to mind too with the ocean, I, I, I love that. And we can't stop the waves. I think that's it. But that, that was the, the line was you can't stop the waves, but you can learn how to surf. And I yeah, think yeah, yeah. that is 
that skill that we can uh, develop. And I, I like how you mentioned intuition because uh, and I'm not too worried about uh, agendas generally myself with philosophy and spirituality and all that. I, I'm okay with that. But it's it's that the intuition that we can all relate to, though, and that is part of our, our, our very core being. And I've been able, when I've been able to tap into that, and which is amazing because you know it's the intuition. It's not just what I want to happen, it's what I should be doing. Sometimes it's actually the worst advice, like on a logical point of view that you can have, but it turns out to be the best one. And if there's any way that can help us to connect with that, I think that is as huge important to get to the depth, the inner self there. Yeah, you know, sometimes people, when I say, well, TM gives access to a quieter level of the mind, and there was this Wall Street guy I was talking to, and he said, well, what are you talking about quieter level of the mind? And I said, somebody comes to you, and they have a proposal, they want you to invest in something, some land. And it makes perfectly good sense on a surface. There's three reasons why I should do it. But then I said, when you get home, and you think about it sort of quietly, and you go, I don't think I'm going to do that. And the person says, how come? And you say, well, it doesn't feel right. Exactly. Yeah. That's just a quieter level. And then even the hypothesis, and everyone has that, even deeper than that is where my, the, my innermost self, quiet, settled state. And when I access that, it changes the way my, the electrical activity in my brain, fun, the electrical activity in my brain shows the state of restful alertness. There's a hormone called cortisol which is a stress and anxiety hormone. Everybody has way too much cortisol. And yeah. if you get a good night's sleep, cortisol levels will drop You know, 10%. In 20 minutes of TM, cortisol levels drop 30 to 40%. So every time. So it shows that there's something very real and substantive taking place. And it feels good. That's the other part. I mean, we, when we're in that gotta, 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 gotta mind, right? Uh, I got it right. Uh, so uh, there is that we're constantly, we're restless. We're constantly on the go. We try to do this. And we don't do things right or well enough because we're concerned about the next thing. And we never stop. And I think that kind of like routine to to integrate in a daily life of having, uh, and it's not much. I think it used to be longer at, at the beginning with TM. And it's like, it's 15, 20 minutes twice, I think. That, well, you, you have that time. That's not a huge amount of time. Someone pointed out to me that there's 1,440 minutes in a day. Yeah, yeah. And if we don't have a few minutes yeah. to be take out for our tuning up the brain, tuning up the mind, settling the mind, which has huge beneficial effects for my physical health, my mental health, my emotional well-being, for my productivity in, in work, for my relationships, then, you know, it's like saying, I don't have time to take my car in to have it tuned up. So we're just going to drive it into the ground. You know, you got to You got to prioritize. And it's just, as you said, it's just a few minutes. And it's, it doesn't take effort, like you say, because exercise, we know the, the positive effects of exercise, but even for myself, it's it's hard to get going. Once you get going, yeah. you're okay, right? But just it's, it's hard so to easy. do. So. You it's just much easier. sit down and close your eyes. You can do it yeah. in the backseat of a car. You can do it, you know, sitting up in bed when you wake up first thing in the morning. It's easy to find the time. Mm -hmm. and but we have to decide it's important for us. Yes. We have to decide it's important. It's evidence-based. So we have a lot of scientific studies that show it, show us uh, the effects on the brain. And so can we dive into that? You mentioned like cortisol and uh, again, stress and anxiety and all of these 
this is a, a way of dealing with it without medication. I mean, we run medications often and they don't necessarily help. They don't really help, I think. In some cases, they, they might, but again, not on a, on a long-term basis. And I we think do this programs. Is we do TM programs, wellness programs for employees in pharmaceutical companies. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, there's been the National Institutes of Health have given almost, and the Department of Defense have given almost $30 million to study the effects of transcendental meditation on healing, on, on um, reducing high blood pressure, car, other signs of cardiovascular disease, reducing and healing trauma among uh, veterans and first responders. There's research that just got published on frontline healthcare workers during COVID that found within two weeks, a statistically significant reduction in anxiety and depression. So 400 studies have been published published in leading medical journals mm -hmm. uh, demonstrating the effect, positive effects of transcendental meditation. So it, the the it ranges from, I said, reduced high blood pressure. There's 110 million Americans have high blood pressure, um, reduced anxiety and depression, reduced burnout, improved resilience. I think one of the most interesting things is it wakes up the parts of the brain that are uh, associated with innovative thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And parts of the brain that are involved with focus. And if you want to be, if you're a creative person, if the creative process has two aspects, it has the big ideas, but big ideas are useless unless we have the ability to focus and make sure that those big ideas, you know, you put as if pen to paper in the old days. So it wakes up the parts of the brain that are associated with innovative thinking and also with focus. So a, a big cross section of benefits particularly now with what's going on post-COVID with this real pandemic of anxiety and depression and burnout that, you know, is hitting everybody, particularly our young people. And so TM is, a, as you said, it's a non-pharmaceutical, non-invasive, no negative side effects, only positive side benefits. So it's a timely tool. And everyone can benefit. So I, I would like to see family physicians prescribing TM, you know, and saying, you know, try this out and then come if you need medication. But most likely it won't. And uh, the, we have the studies that show that. So why is it, uh, why are people so hesitant to to embrace it uh, and to, to like prescribe it and to accept it? Because we're opening up to now holistic methods of like including other things. But there is this like stubbornness of sticking to the old and doing it the, the way we've always done it, even though it's not effective. And for me, it's always results. If it has results, whatever it is, do it because you, you don't lose out. Well, one of the big focuses of the uh, David Lynch Foundation right now is to conduct the large scale studies, mm -hmm. tri clinical trials that will be translated into getting uh, reimbursement from mm -hmm. Medicare, from Medicaid from what's called uh, TRICARE, which is for active duty military, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, um, Aetna, and insurance companies. There's a lot of insurance companies that that cover uh, schools and businesses. So we're very close. I think within a, a year or two, Transcendental Meditation is going to be written into the healthcare plans of, um, of mainstream America. 
And I think it's just a matter of time. I mean, if it's been taught for 50 years, yes, it's going slow, but there's been more progress in the last five than there was in the previous 45. And as far as answering that question, you know, it's human nature. We know what we know. We don't want to step outside our comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. But when doctors start prescribing it, when you start hearing more and more about it in the mainstream, among mainstream medicine, it's just a matter of time. It's just yeah. a matter of time. And that, that openness, I think we see more openness. And again, with my family physician, I, I mention her often here. A couple of years ago, I said, I want to try intermittent fasting. And she said no to it. And just recently when I saw her, she's like, have you tried intermittent fasting? And I was like, okay. <laughs> I know. Isn't it great? It's like, it's so great. I remember when 30 years ago, somebody wrote a, a newspaper column about transcendental meditation and they sort of said, oh, this is a waste of time and completely unnecessary. And then like two years ago, they wrote, like they've completely forgotten what they'd written before. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it was 10 years ago. And then, oh, transcendental meditation. It's so great. I learned it. it everybody should do it. Completely forgot. And I think it's like you have a headache or you feel sick and that's all you can think about. But when you wake up the next morning and the headache's gone, you don't even remember the headache. You just live in your life. And I think people forget like your doctor about, oh, don't do fasting. And then, yeah, fasting's a good, intermittent fasting's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think it's also the separation. What we do is the, the body and the mind. And I've been talking a lot about body-mind connection. And then I watch your video and you say they're basically one. And I said, yeah, of course, it's not a connection. They're basically one and the same thing. It's the continuum. There's, it's yeah. right. There's not like, now it's in my mind. Now here's this door and now it goes into my body. No, it's a continuum. You see something traumatizing in your eyes. It it registers in the brain in the amygdala. The amygdala pings, pings a message down to your adrenal glands, which is are in your kidneys, which is fight, which is cortisol and adrenaline, fight or flight. So something that went into your mind is immediately fight or flight, and now you're stressed out of your mind and you're running for your life. Generally, you're not running for your life. Generally, you're just stuck in traffic and you're livid. <laughs> But yeah, there's no, there's, there is no diff, there is no difference one way or to the other. It's a continuum. And that's what I realized about five years ago when I was not in a good uh, state and uh, in terms of health and uh, I was obese, I had high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, high cholesterol, everything, pretty much everything was for sleep apnea. But I realized I need to find the cause. And for me, the cause was uh, stress, was toxic stress, chronic stress, anxiety and all that and, and trauma. And so once I, I, I tried uh, facing those things, these things have fallen into place and I feel much better now. And so it's, again, that kind of connection and to, to take that path and to try it out, uh, whatever that is. And so, and in, in, in especially if you have methods like intermittent fasting, like TM, I think those are very good tools to get you there. And once you are calm and you embody it, you embody this calmness into like every aspect of your life, then you are on the path of recovery, healing and beyond. A hundred percent. And the thing is, is that there's there's an amazing book. I don't know if you've ever heard of it called The Body Keeps the Score. No, the not. Body Keeps the Score. It's written uh, Bessel, Bessel van der Kirk. And it just says when we're young, even when we're being our mother's carrying us in the womb, something traumatic may have happened to her. Something traumatic may have happened in life when we were one or two or three years old. I may not remember it. But my body, the impact on the body is is there. 
And the body never doesn't forget it. Body keeps the score. And to heal that trauma, one of the best things that you can do, probably the best thing, is the deep, deep rest that you gain during TM. But there's other things we need. We do need to eat healthy. We do, and there's not one diet for everybody. We do need to eat healthy. We do need to walk or get some exercise. It turns out we don't have to kill ourselves with exercise. We just need exactly. to do some 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 gentle walks. We need to get enough sleep, go to bed on time. We need to have a good social network of friends. And it doesn't take much. This huge intricacy of the body, this unbelievable machine, brain, nervous system, body. What do we need to take care of it so it runs optimum? Oh, go to bed on time. Do a little walking. Eat fresh food. Take a few minutes out to meditate. And the whole thing will work. It's just we don't even do that. Yes. We it, take it better care of place. our car than we do of our nervous system. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great point. And it falls into place. For me, it was it was really a psychoanalysis that helped me where to look and to find out the issues. Beautiful. And Otto Rank talks, talks about the trauma of birth. So this is a trauma we all share. Coming to the world, that that moment where we're, we're shocked. It's the, the most shocking what is experience. This? And so, yeah. and at that point, because you just had this, this, this warm bubble that was protecting you and you're thrown into the world, you have no way of thinking, of understanding of what's going on. So that sticks with us. And we're in a fetal position when we are uh, under stress and we, we can't breathe, which goes back to the first breath. So once, once you see these connections, you're like, yeah, we all have trauma. Now, what are we going to do about it, though? And that's the, the point of really realizing it. And then we have the trauma of death, which is always looming, whether we we turn to religion or whatever. It still doesn't doesn't address it on a, on a profound level, but just often superficial. And that's what I have issues with with spirituality, because it seems like on like the surface, but it doesn't get deep to the issues of dealing with these traumatic uh, uh, um, conditions of life of, of the human. Yes, and that's why. You know, these sort of, uh, I, well, I, I maybe, a, you know, sort of hippy-dippy sort of, oh, here's this guided thing, or there's this thing, or there's some yeah. little new agey philosophy. But as you said, the people have serious trauma. Yeah. They have serious, and just imagining you're like a butterfly landing on a flower or something visual, it, it's not, it, that's fine, but it doesn't get to the root cause. And again, what we do when we transcend, why I like it is we access a mechanism already exists in the brain and nervous system to take us this profound healing rest that, that allows those knots of trauma to, to dissipate and actually rewires the neural pathways in the brain to a healthier, more integrated state. But Along with that, we also need to do these other things because it's a big deal. And you're right. The brain hates uncertainty. So we're hanging upside down in a womb for nine months. And all of a sudden it's like colors, sound, shapes, air. What is this? And then, so that's an unknown, this unknown. And then there's the unknown of what happens after, if anything, we die. And that looms in us. And so we really need to know ourselves well we need to be rooted in ourselves. we need to be you know they say one of the signs of a of a of a resilient person one of the many signs which i really like is that you're um realist mm -hmm. you don't hide 
there's a term called po toxic positivity. Oh yeah. Where you, yes. you just try and be, well, I just, but you know, be positive and put a smile and it suppresses genuine feelings that yeah. you have of fear or something. And I, I find in my own experience with transcending, and I think the reason why Norm, Dr. Rosenthal and other psychiatrists, so many of them prescribe TM is because it is realistic. It is honest and it does heal from a very deep level and it's completely safe, mm -hmm. much safer than even many medications, which exactly. have a lot of side effects. I'm not against medication, but like it, they help one third of the people max and one third, it does nothing. And one third, it can have a bad effect. Yeah. And I didn't need medication for my blood pressure. So again, there's a natural way of doing it. So it, without yes. the, the side effects, like, like you say. The saying. body's own internal healing self-repair mechanism. The body can, like you leaned it, you fall down when you're a kid and you scrape your knee, your body, you just cover it, you protect it, the body heals itself. Same can be a trauma of an emotional trauma. We set up the conditions for the body to genuinely heal itself, genuinely heal itself. One of the, the things I, I have often issues with, because we do have a lot of uh, gurus who turn out to be fake, who there's like self-serving. And, and even somebody like Osho, when, when I saw a documentary about what was going on, and he's called the Rolls Royce guru and, and things like that. And so I think this creates suspicion. And that's why I think people are afraid of the agenda or control and so on. And uh, it's often connected to others taking advantage. So you see these spiritual leaders who, who see the vulnerable people and gullible in some cases, and they take advantage of that. So, uh, and it, it, we have cults and there is cults that grow from here. So, and it's uh, and even like the David Lynch Foundation, some people have claimed that falsely again, that it's, it's, it has some, some cult aspects to it. So um, how can we deal with that to become more comfortable well, with uh, I with think you've got to scratch below the surface. I mean, the mm -hmm. thing is, with the Internet, it's so easy to say yeah. anything about anyone. Yeah. And what I say is don't don't hearsay. What does the research say on mm -hmm. heart, high blood pressure? What does the research say on, you know, anxiety, depression? Mm -hmm. What does the Veterans Administration say? What does the National Institutes of Health say? What is the American Psychiatric Association? They only have good things to say. American mm -hmm. Cardiology, you know, Heart Association. So a person can cast dispersions. And the beautiful thing about transcendental meditation is there is no guru to lead you. Yeah. You learn a technique mm -hmm. and you just do it on your own. It takes an hour a day over four consecutive days. And then you're done. Mm -hmm. You know, you're done. You can, if you want talk to people, talk to your teacher. You, there's as much or as little um, follow-up as you want, but it's just, that's what I liked about it. Mm -hmm. I just liked, oh, here's something I can do on my own. It's not guided. There's, I don't, there's not a philosophy. And so it is easy to say, you know, if you have 10 people who say they're medical doctors and they're all wearing a white lab coat mm -hmm. and nine of them have been bogus doctors, but that doesn't mean the 10th is also. <laughs> and so it's your responsibility. If you're interested in finding a physician who could help you get well on your own. So that's what I say. And fortunately with transcendental meditation, you know, it's tens of millions of people have learned it. 
all religions, philosophies, walks of life. I'm, you know, sometimes people say, well, Bob, you know, you're fine, but they, the TM organization is like that. And I say, well, I'm the they. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the they. There's no other they, you know. And so it's just, it's easy to cast aspersions, but it's also behooves us not to be so jaded that we, you know, if say, if, if I have an infected foot and I would like to find a person who maybe can help me heal this infected foot and nine doctors have been false prophets, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean the 10th is mm-hmm. or the, or the hundredth is. So I think we all go through that. But that's, that's how our mind works too. Even if like nine times it's fine, but that one a doctor that is not good and then we we focus on the negative too yeah, much, yeah 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 we're just yeah. suspicious i think that's it yeah. when people say this works you you don't immediately accept it but then when i say medication work uh medications work and we accept that even though we know that that has uh, various well effects. one thing is is look with it again uh, pharma drugs have saved my life when i've gotten infections and things in the past so but look at how many bazillions of dollars is spent advertising Mm-hmm. for the, the some of these drugs my Just, example and, is and a long list of negative side effects that they they whisper on the tv ad while they're showing scenes of running through fields or yeah, yeah, you know yeah. canoeing or something so it's all branding and marketing and and but it's just a matter of time because people are waking up to the fact that medicines per se can help but it's not the only way and my perspective with transcendental meditation is fine. You don't have to believe it's better than anything else, but it should be a choice, you, you know, from with your healthcare plan, it should be a choice. Okay. I've tried Lexapro and or I've tried this or I've tried that and it helped, but I, I'd like to, I'd like to try a meditation and it, maybe it's not for you. Then there's another yeah. one, but I think it just needs to be a choice. My example is dieting because we spend people spend so much money on dieting and uh, with medications and pills and so on. It doesn't work. Intermittent fasting is free, and yeah. it works, right? So, so it's it's that given that choice, it's like, well, this seems a no brainer. And I think really exploring those avenues and seeing what, as you're saying, what works for you. For me, mindfulness has been pretty pretty helpful. Because yeah, great. Uh, I, I found a way of like getting to the to the darker sides and the, the parts that make me feel uncom- uncomfortable to really face those thoughts and feelings. And uh, and I think for me that that helps. It goes deep inside. Um, now, how does again, I'm trying to understand from a psychological point of view here just to, for, to wrap up here. Um, how does it work? I understand the scientific parts, right? So I understand the brain and it has certain effects on the brain. But how does it work in terms of psychologically that people feel so much more balanced and something that also lasts uh, it's permanent because yes. uh, I, I know with with psychonauts once you re- make these insights you free yourself from a lot of things that you were carrying around but how does repeating a mantra work in that way so so the thing is it's it's, it's so many different um ways you can look at it i mean one thing is just before I get to the mantra part, but mm-hmm. like, how is it that uh, transcendental meditation, which you'll just say in that an analogy of the ocean, mm-hmm. allows you to access these calmer interior, calmer levels of the mind? Well, we already know the days that we haven't slept well mm-hmm. and we're under a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's much faster to lose our cool, 
have a temper, <laughs> you know, or have a child. We say the child, that child is a hothead. Um, that child is boiling over with rage. Or we also have that term, cooler minds will prevail. <laughs> oh, that person's cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> so I like to say the surface of the ocean is like choppy, heated, <laughs> and the depth of the ocean, just calmer, cooler. Now, during transcendental meditation, when I learn the technique, and it's not just, and this is going to be sound abstract, it's not just repeating a mantra sound over and over and over and over and over again. That would be dulling or frustrating or boring or whatever. The, tech, the mantra is used as a catalyst. Okay. It's a catalyst to allow the mind to sort of settle down, to access those quieter levels. When I experience those quieter levels, it changes the electrical activity in my brain from one of heightened tension and alertness and anxiety to inner calm and they have a thing they have a statement in neuroscience the neurons are the brain cells that fire together mm -hmm. during fire. meditation or practicing a guitar or whatever wire together afterwards so now when i come out of meditation my brain is functioning in a more integrated healthier style when that happens it calms what's called the fight the sympathetic nervous system or the fight or flight response so now I'm not hyper reactive to everything. I'm not just jumpy and just uh, reactive. I'm just <laughs> I, I'm just more anxious to myself. It doesn't make me passive. It does. You know, we work with professional athletes. We work with military. It just allows me to be set, settled in myself and more focused and more energetic and make better decisions. And, and not so be on that, the defensive, because that's what we see. That, that's exactly right. Is, yeah, and be yeah. more open. If yeah. someone, when I was saying resilience is being more realistic, just being, all right, this is my strengths. These are my weaknesses. These yeah. are the areas I need to yeah. grow. It's not, I'm I'm not afraid to look there. Mm -hmm. Rather, oh, I, I can't do it. I can't admit. No, it's like we're feeling better and better and better. And at the same time, the more confident we feel in ourselves then the more we're in a position to heal the areas that need healing. Mm -hmm. And so I think the whole thing is it's an integrated response of letting the mind and body access that inner centeredness, that inner calm rooted there with the way the brain functions, a whole constellation of changes that take place in the body and the brain so that after I meditate, and the reason why we do TM is not for the sake of meditation itself, is for the 22, excuse me, 10 hours after I'm done meditating, I'm more myself. And I think that's what we want. Mm -hmm. One thing I, I'm very interested in too, I, I love books and I like reading about things before I, I, I dive into stuff. So You're that's smart. That's really You're a smart, smart man. You're a smart oh, thank man. You. But so, so one of the things that uh, concerns I have too is when it's kind of looking probably like the Protestant versus the Catholic way of seeing things. So when, when in, in your case, I think with the, with TM, you're given a specific, a special mantra and it's a one-on-one -on -one, uh, a session with the teacher. You say it cannot be learned from books. And so for me, it's like my connection is, is with that with so a kind of Protestant way of connecting with God on an individual level versus a Catholic mindset of like needing someone to connect you with that some kind of like somebody who would well, I, th you I, to think, it. I think the thing is, yeah. I think the thing is, is that um, it's not either or okay, it's yes yeah. and. Okay. You know, okay, like that. your transcendental meditation is taught. You have that human to human contact mm -hmm. person to person. So that does that. Other techniques have, you can get it from a book or from a tape. It's not one or the other. Okay. It's, yeah. it's yes and. 
But I also wanted to add what I like and that's uh, about the Catholic way of seeing it is there's that element of magic. And I think that the idea of having a unique mantra specifically suited to you that works its magic again, I, I have no, no issues with magic. I think it's magic is our our life is full of magic. We just don't see it. We just don't see you it. You and Albert Einstein said the same thing. Albert Einstein said it did? Okay. Thing. I know he yeah. said about the imagination, which I agree with as well. No, but he said magic. magic. He said life should be filled of magic and wonder. I love that. I love that. And I think that is also necessarily, uh, that is part of our lives that you really connect with that aspect as, as a child, it becomes more natural and we come, become jaded and skeptical and uh, more cynical, which and is tired, yeah. tired and worn down and just a buildup of layers of disappointment and layers of stress and la yeah. And we, we don't have a way of internally washing that out. And I think meditation properly understood and practiced does that. But I, I'll go back to that point is that um, the ability to turn within, to, to, to dive within it's for thousands of years, it's always been taught human to human face to face. Mm -hmm. And it's only in the last 50, 60 years, you know, that we are even less, we've had um, internet, social media, and that sort of thing and books for the last, 400 years, but it was always an oral tradition. Mm -hmm. And so we uh, uphold that oral tradition. And when you learn, like you had the question, well, how do I know if I'm doing this right? Well, the lovely thing about what I like about Transcendental Meditation is anytime for the rest of your life, you ever have a question about your meditation, you can talk to a certified TM teacher at any time. You don't pay for it. It's just yours for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, to have a person who knows what you're doing and be able to help guide you. But at the same time, there are breathing techniques, there are body awareness techniques that can be learned from a book or from a video. That's great. Different, you know, it's like not everything all has to be taught the same way. Mm -hmm. And it's not just one or the other. It can be yeah, both. It's I like both that. It's it's both That's ends. important. I yeah. learned so much. Uh, thank you so much, Bob Roth. It's such a pleasure, such an honor to have you here. You're the CEO of the David Lynch Foundation. I'm a, uh, I'm a huge fan of David Lynch. Please say hi to him from me. And will, thank you so much for being on Arash as well. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show. And I really enjoyed it. And you are an excellent interviewer and a thank you. true blue human being. It's really an honor to meet you. Wonderful. Thank you so much.